listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast brought to you by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. I'm here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and I'm also here with Rich Moyer. Uh, Rich Moyer is not only a friend, uh, but an entrepreneur, a go-getter, somebody that's got a really awesome story that I think you guys are going to be interested in, in, uh, in hearing. And one of his newest um, endeavors is he's starting a really, really cool um, self-serve uh, beer um, I guess bar you would say here in South End called Hoppin, and really I think it's a, a dream of his, but it's something that's become a reality based on his hard work in some other industries, and I think it's going to be pretty cool to see you know how you can start from from really nothing and then grow into um, being an entrepreneur, but then maybe having that success and then going out and and trying something that maybe you're not an expert at. So really looking forward to hearing from uh, from you, Rich. So uh, welcome to the Brand Builders Podcast. Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Brian, thank you for your intro. And Rich, thank you for your time today, buddy. Sounds like you have a lot going on and we're looking forward to learning more about it. Um, first, tell us about your hopping and, and how that's going to work. Yeah, the hopping is obviously the, the newest thing for Charlotte and newest thing for me. Basically what it is, it's a it's 100% self-pour beer and wine tap room. So the tap room will offer 62 taps, 12 wine taps. The wine can be wine, rosé, champagne, prosecco, whatever we want. We can even put coffee on that if we want to do a cold brew coffee. So we offer the 12 wines and then 50 beer taps. And the beer taps will range from, you know, your, your basic beers of Corona, Corona Light, and we'll do something simple. And then we'll do beers that may cost $25, $30 a glass. But we'll give the people the opportunity to try it by a tenth of an ounce if they wanted to and pay for a tenth of an ounce or an ounce of, of beer. The space is, is awesome. The, the decor is totally different than anything that we have in Charlotte, I believe. Um, you're looking at 4,600 square feet. Two-story, two a big loft, a 1,500-square-foot loft upstairs, and then 3,100-square-feet downstairs. 15 taps are upstairs. 12 wine taps are downstairs, and you got a, an additional 35 taps downstairs. Very cool. That is a big space. And and going along with this, isn't, isn't there an app and a wristband involved? And, yeah. So, and so we, there's kind of an honor system here. Yeah. For uh, I wouldn't say honor. We actually we, we take your credit card as soon as, as, soon oh, okay. as you walk there in. Okay. <laughs> so you, okay. can, you yeah. can go. You can go. Pull the tap oh, and wow. put your mouth under it and, and drink as much as you want. But the the way it works is when you check in, we'll swipe your ID, make sure you're legal age, and then swipe your credit card. That then opens up a tab for you. That tab will be linked to a wristband, an RFDI wristband. That wristband is then usable for any tap in the building. Um, on every one of our taps, there's an iPad above the tap, the actual tap. So the iPad will be um, where you take the wristband, put it up to that our, our logo on the on the tap, and then you'll just pour. Uh, way it works is you got 32 ounces at a time. So your first 32 ounces, you can drink whatever you want, 32 ounces of anything. Try one ounce of every beer in there if you wanted to. After your 32 ounces, you have to find a staff member and get another 32 ounces on. And that allows us, by law, North Carolina law, we're allowed to give you 32 ounces at a time. It allows us to keep somewhat control, make sure somebody's just not chugging beers and getting hammered. Very cool. Is this a concept that you're replicating or something you've designed and sort of so the invented the, yourself. Yeah, the technology piece is out of California. Okay. Uh, the closest one that closest competition, I would say, that uses the technology is in Greenville, South Carolina. It's about an hour and a half away. We um, we've kind of taken over the the Charlotte market with these guys and and let them know that we'd like more than one one location in Charlotte. We've already actually locked down our second location in Noda. But the technology piece is out of California. A buddy of mine was in Greenville, South Carolina. He called me late at night one night and. 
He said, Rich, you want to open up a bar? I think he was half drunk. I was like, no, man, there's, <laughs> there's no way that I'm going to be up late. I don't want to have to deal with employees, people stealing stuff, people giving stuff away, cash being stolen. So I turned him down pretty quickly. And I was saying it the other day, you know, I get people all the time to come to me with, hey, man, you want to invest in this? You want to do this? And 99% of the time, it's a no. He sent me a video after we hung out of the technology piece, wristband. It was like a minute and a half video and showed me how it worked. And I was, it intrigued me. I was like, Charlotte doesn't have anything like this. And I'm always looking. I got friends that live in California. I got friends that live in New York. I'm like, what is successful out there that I can bring to Charlotte that we don't have here? So that intrigued me enough to be like, all right, I got a ton of stuff going on. Put something together where I can see it on paper. You're kind of, you know, what do you, what do you want? Like, what's your vision? And he did it. He, about a couple months later, he reached out to me and said, hey, man, come to my house, 5 o'clock, set up a meeting with the technology company. We did this hour interview with, or not interview, but hour kind of just piece with them where they went over the technology, everything that came with it. And back to the app portion, there's an app that's involved with it. The app basically can tell us everything that we want to know with what Brian drank that night. When he comes back in, when we swipe his card, it'll tell us everything he drank so we can give him. Here, here's like beers. We don't have that beer today, but here's like beers that we have on tap today. That's very cool. So the the app piece of it's awesome. And what really intrigued me was just the timing on it was, wasn't great for me originally, but the, the technology piece and, and bringing something new to Charlotte and bringing something new to, you know, I don't, I don't really even drink that much, maybe once a month, once every three weeks, if that. So for me, it was jumping into a space that I didn't know much about. So for me to learn something new and, and try something different. Very cool. Interesting. And, and Rich, so you have a, a pretty unique um, background. I, I got the opportunity to, to meet you a couple of years ago. I've always been interested in having conversations with you. You have a different way of thinking. Um, you're somebody that if you got an hour with, they're going to walk away with, with something you know positive in their life, something that they can take and maybe implement in their life, something maybe that they can look at their life and go, man, you know what? Maybe I need to do it the way Rich is doing, or maybe I need to challenge myself to be better. And so I want to learn a little bit about your story. You came from Northeast PA. You moved to Dirty Myrtle. Then you moved to Charlotte. Tell us, how did you get to this platform, get to where you are? Yeah. Some of the challenges, but really, like, tell us about the story of Rich and where you are today. Yeah. Growing up, obviously, super competitive. Played sports my whole life. Um, basketball, baseball, golf. Had three varsity letters once I was a freshman. So, you know, graduated with 11. I didn't actually play my basketball my senior year. Could have graduated with 12 varsity letters. So the competitive side was always there. Um, grew up, my dad owned his own restaurant. My brother owns his own business. And I just jumped into corporate America. And after being in the golf industry, you know, I, that's what I moved to Myrtle for was, was to get into the golf industry. Got my PGA card, did that for six and a half years. And I was like, you know what, seeing them guys work for themselves and, you know, you don't really have freedom because you're always working, but you have the freedom to do whatever you want because you're your boss. So it was, it was kind of cool to see them guys growing up and, and learning a lot from them. But graduated, I, I was fortunate enough from, you know, to have two young, great parents that they worked their butts off. And, you know, they told me when I was young, if you want something, you got to go get it yourself. Ain't nobody going to do it for you. So being able to, to have an 18-year-old mom, she had my brother when she was 18, me when she was 21, and a, and a young father growing up and seeing them guys come from nothing, not graduate college or never go to college, um, really kind of put instilled in me that, you know, I, if I want to go get it, it's just on me. I got to go wake up and I got to go get it. And when I moved to Charlotte, um, I think that was kind of the turning point. I saw a city that allowed for a lot of opportunity. And I saw myself 
meeting a lot of the golf members at the course I was at here. And I was like, man, I want to be on the other side of the counter. I want to be able to walk into the golf club and say, hey, I'm here. I'm going to play 18. And instead of being involved in events and the parties and all that stuff, working 60 hours a week, I want to work 60 hours a week for myself and then go play golf if I wanted to. So that was kind of the turning point. And then being here and being away from my parents and my brother and nephew for 12 years, that's really where I was like, you know what, I got to bust my hump because I want them to move down. So started my, my construction company. The construction company started as just a pressure washing cleaning company. Um, saw a, an opportunity. I actually met the old CEO of Starbucks, Jim Donald, and I just walked into his office because I used to work for him. Sat down and said, man, give me a couple things that if I want to work for myself, what do you recommend that, that would be, help me be successful? And he said, take the job nobody wants, and if you can sell, you can do anything. So in the construction industry, I saw all these big multifamily projects and, and you know all these big projects going on, and I was like, there's got to be something in it that nobody wants to do. And I just started with pressure washing and cleaning, and I started to build a name. Anything, I, if I said I was going to do it, I did it. So once clients started to see, hey, Rich, if you need something, Rich will do it. Just call him. He'll figure it out. And, I mean, there was times where I walked in, and they'd be like, hey, you want to do uh, installation on this 75 units? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Walk out and look at myself and say, how the hell am I going to do it? <laughs> but, <laughs> we ask ourselves that question, yeah. too. Yeah. My sure. father was like, man, it, there's always somebody out there smarter than you. And I took Jim Donald's um, advice, and I was like, if I can go out and sell it, I can find somebody else to do it. And that's where the, the construction piece, that was kind of my platform or my, my trampoline to jump into being an entrepreneur. And I just went out and sold other people's businesses. I went out and sold pressure washing, cleaning, drywall, paint, framing, metal framing, acoustical ceiling, demo, anything you can think in the construction industry. And I found a niche market and other big companies weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing and fulfilling their contracts. And I came in at the time of material rate and started doing their work. So that was the biggest jump. And I did that for three years. Super, I mean, it went from zero to 100 super quick. I did 1.8 million my first year, 3.6 million my second year, and 6.5 million my third year. Sold it in February of, so two months into my fourth year, I sold it. Um, and that was this year. And at that point, I've had a buddy reach out to, my, to me about opening up an ice cream shop. That was prior uh, last year. And, and it was actually March when he reached out to me. We opened up in August. So opened up Two Scoops Creamery, one in Plaza Midwood. Opened up another one in um, in Lake Norman. So our second location's up there. It was something that Buddy reached out to me and said, hey, man, you want to open up an ice cream shop? At first, I wasn't really all about it. And another thing, I looked into the Charlotte market, and there's really no homemade good homemade ice cream spot. So it's like, you know what? There's got to be a minimal cost to get, get that running and jumped into it. And it actually turned out to be a lot more than what I thought it could be. And then... I sold the company at that point. My buddy Drew was reaching out to me. He's like, here, man, this is, this is what I want to do with this, this tap room. And for me, the timing was right. Something new, something different, something innovative. Location in South End is killer. And you know, that's really where, where I'm at right now. And bought a ton of real estate after I sold the, the company. Had some prior. I bought my first house when I was 22, second house at 25, two more houses a little bit uh, at 28. So real estate has always been kind of a love of mine because I like to take a chance on stuff and see it either redo it and flip it or take a chance, sit on it and hopefully make some money on it long term. So wow. heck of a story. Yeah, absolutely. So, so now 
I don't know how much you want to be involved from the day-to-day operations from your different projects. Are you are you more of an investor at this point, or are you going to be very hands-on with hopping? Or yeah. What is your plan there? Same thing I did with the ice cream shop. So I was super hands-on with the construction. That, I mean, if a client needs something, they were calling me. And right. it got to a point to where my phone was just off the hook. Couldn't um, do it. I mean, you can imagine going from zero to 6.5 million a diff phone That's calls. That's a lot fast. Kept coming in, and clients just, they trusted me, so they just refer me to other either people in their industry or people in their business or their company or, or people outside. So um, I've learned that I want to be away from just being hand, so hands-on and, and trust people to, to do the, what I expect out of them. The ice cream shops, I got two partners, um, both really good friends. They're the ones that came to me with the idea. One of them is our managing partner. He runs a day-to-day basis and the other one helps out with marketing and sales on that side. And then the, a good friend of mine will be running the, the, the hopping for pretty much he'll be the operating partner and managing partner. And I'll be, I'm super hands-on in the beginning because I want to know the ins and outs. Sure. And if something did happen that I can go in and, and run it like nothing ever changed. So smart in the beginning, same thing with the ice cream. You know, I, I learned everything that I can learn prior and I'll do the same thing with, with the tap room. So let's see. Um, Construction, ice cream, beer, and wine. Yeah. What in the world is next for Rich? Vacation. There we go. <laughs> Golf. No, yeah. <laughs> after after I get the tap room open, I'm definitely going to take a little time myself. And I've actually met with the the developer that's that's going to be doing the the next location for us. So I met with him yesterday. So I got about two years before they finish their project for we're going to be going into. Um, once I take a little time for myself i'll come back and start zoning in and get ready for that meet with architects and engineers and and kind of get ready for for what we got going on there um on the investor side man if i've always said if somebody comes to me with a good idea and something that i'm passionate about or something that i would want to be passionate about it's uh it's definitely an open book for me i'll i'll, I'll definitely take a shot absolutely what is your timeline with hopping and you may have mentioned it before yeah but, uh, timeline is we're hoping to get tco by the middle or end of next week Okay. So we'll do some soft openings before Thanksgiving, and then after Thanksgiving, we'll set a, a grand opening date once everybody gets back from the holidays. That's awesome. That's close. That's awesome. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're getting here towards the end, and thank you so much for your time. I, I think you've had a lot of people in your life that have um, mentored you, giving you good advice from your parents, from the, the old Starbucks CEO. It, what would be your advice, right? Like if yeah. someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, man, that's an awesome story, but like, how, you know, how am I going to do it? Or, yeah. you know, Rich, yeah, his parents, this and that. And it's awesome. Rich had that motivation. You know, what if somebody came from a family where, you know, they, it wasn't like that, right? Yeah. Like what would be your advice to say, if you want to be an entrepreneur, this is what you got to do. Yeah. I think, um, I think Gary V says it best. I don't know if anybody listens to Gary V, but at, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So wake up and do what you want to do. Um, my advice is take a, take that leap, take that jump and, and don't be afraid to go get it. Um, just know that it's, it's going to be super hard. It's not going to be easy. My first two years were 5.00 AM, 12, 1, 1 AM and back up at 5.00 AM because that's what I want. And whatever you do, pick something that there's a reason behind it, why you want to do it, a passion, a love, or you're doing it for some reason. Um, you know, my, I lost my baby brother at two and a half from brain cancer. So He's taught me more in two and a half years than anybody has in 30. And to be able to, to kind of go through that instance in my life has allowed me to see, you know what, 
if I can wake up and do what I want to do and work for myself and do the things that I want to do, I'm not waking up in a hospital bed or I'm not waking up fighting the worst disease in the world, I'm going to go do it. You know, I don't want to work for somebody else. And um, the biggest thing, if, I'm, if I was to just give advice, is just be passionate about it. Find something that you love. Find something you want to be passionate about and have a reason behind it. And, and then just wake up and, and spend every second that you can to make it work. If you're passionate about it, you'll, it'll, you'll find a way to make it pay you. That's a great story, and, and that's exactly right, man. Congratulations on your success this far. I'm curious, uh, when, when you say you're going to take some time for yourself, what, yeah. is, what is that? What does that look like? What what will you do? What are you interested in yeah. outside of the business world, you know? Um, other than and other than golf, I, I still play basketball, play, still play softball, but um, actual vacation-wise, man, just to get away, I'll probably go to Turks and Caicos and just chill. Look just at chill. the clear, yeah, yeah, just put the phone away, lay, lay down in the sun or, and relax. Uh, it's hard for me to do because you know we're always we're always running we're always going um so it's definitely difficult to to just tell yourself to you know what now you're just going to relax so definitely just take like, like a, it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the, yeah that's the that's I mean i can't sit for, but yeah. for so long man exactly like, it's, you it's know tough. it's tough <laughs> what's for, next yeah. what's next well rich man we really appreciate the time i think you have uh, an awesome story i hope our viewers you know really check out your companies um and and speaking of that tell us how we can get in touch with you not only um with the the um the ice cream but also you know with this new hopping yeah uh personal instagram is rich underscore moyer definitely if you want to follow my personal instagram and then the ice cream instagram's two scoops creamery and then hoppin is h-o-p-p-i-n-c-l-t so at hoppin c-l-t is our instagram for hoppin and then both of those uh also facebook same thing if you guys want to follow us on Facebook. Excellent. Well, Rich, thank you so much for your time. You guys go check out this place. If you get an opportunity to uh, meet Rich in person, uh, definitely you know t- try to ask him some good questions because he's got some awesome answers, man, and I, uh, I really do appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group, with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.